Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we uh, march past 4,000 listeners and probably the guy most responsible for that is on the phone with us and we have Andy Krustinger as uh, Kretzinger, as the uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents Spring Sports in Southeast Iowa. And we got the right guy for that. Andy, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me again. What's going on in Spring Sports, man? It's been incredible. Yeah, well, it's been busy. Um, we are we are right in the thick of the, of the postseason for a lot of these spring sports. Um, Soccer is really the only one that's not in the postseason yet. It's still, it's still winding down, but... Um, today's a, a big day right here. If you're listening to this on Thursday, um, the 12th, today's the, one of the biggest days of the year in track because the state qualifying meets tonight. Um, all, almost all of the area's big schools are here in Mount Pleasant at Maple Leaf Athletic Complex. I think it starts at 430. And uh, pretty much all the little schools are besides Midbury because they're a class up are in um, Sigourney for the 1A qualifier today. So we'll know. By the end of today and tomorrow morning, who all's going to Des Moines? I don't think there's any rain in the forecast, so we're uh, set up for a pretty good night. I think. Yeah, that was outstanding. I uh, I joined you at the Fairfield Golf and Country Club for the uh, conference uh, golf championship, and uh, yep. that was a tremendous event, and I I, I enjoyed that uh, immensely. Uh, how is the golf going? Well, that's good to ask because actually, so yesterday was a big big day in golf. Um, so first off, we had the um, the SEC girls uh, meet was yesterday, um, and Washington has won that thing. I, I think Mount Pleasant and Fairfield both had a pretty good team a few years ago, and they might they might have edged them in one of these Southeast Conference meets. But pretty much Washington wins it every year, and they did the same. <laughs> McKenna Conrad led that; um, she got second, I believe. Hunter was over that; I believe she got second to lead the way. And they just got they've just got too much talent. They usually win by quite a few strokes, and that's what happened last night. They kind of rolled to a championship, and um, they've got their postseason stuff coming up um, starting uh, this weekend and early next week. Um, but the boys' tournament stuff, the, the postseason of boys is uh, really underway because they had their sectional meet last night. So in high school boys' golf, everyone starts at a sectional meet, and you have to either you have to qualify from the sectional to the districts and then all the qualifiers play the districts, and the districts is where you go on to the state tournament. And um, and so the, the big school boys were in for Madison last night, and we needed to get top two team or top two individual from the, the players that weren't on the team to make it. Um, Washington's uh, Roman Roth was third overall, and he let them. Um, I'll bring up these um, scores right here because they were, they were pretty – Let's see if I got them on my thing. They were pretty incredible, actually. Um, you know, Washington and Fairfield and Mount Pleasant have all have been playing um, close all year, basically. And Washington uh, snuck into third place with a 325, which was four strokes better than Clear Creek and Mana and five strokes better than Mount Pleasant. So all three of those teams that were right there um, were battling for that last spot to go on as a team. And then Fairfield was, was at 350, so they weren't very far back either. Um, so Washington's going to that district tournament as a team. They still got a chance to make the state tournament as a team. Um, and beyond that, everyone has a chance individually to go to state because they're all in the running for that too when the, when they go to districts. And then um, the very last transfer spot individually went to Mount Pleasant's uh, Nick Matheny. So Mount Pleasant's got a kid going as well, and, and he can advance from that district spot. He can also advance to state. So we've got the potential of 
either Washington's uh, team going to state, one of Washington, one or more of Washington's individuals going to state, or uh, Matheny and Mount Pleasant going to state. They're all one good round away, I guess. Well, that Matheny uh, impressed me with his ability to golf, but Roman Roth, I mean, he was the he was the conference champion. And uh, mm-hmm. how good a golfer is he? And and where where do you th- what do you think his odds are moving forward here? Yeah, well, Roman's one of the, he's been one of the best golfers um, the last uh, couple of years. Um, I think he's a Waco uh, kid, actually. Waco and Washington uh, golf together, so I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. So you should be even a bigger fan there when you when you learn that. But um, um, he's been really, I mean, he's been red hot. He he won that that uh, conference meet. They were going against um, Burlington, which is a uh, I think they got fourth place at the 4A uh, state meet in the fall. So they were going against uh, you know kids that that were at the state meet for 4A. And he beat everybody by three strokes. So he, he gets – last year was the same thing. Last year he just wasn't playing his best when the, when the conference and the, and the postseason tournament was going on. This year he is – and a lot of high school golf is like that. You just – you know, sometimes you have a good couple of weeks and sometimes you have a bad couple of weeks. And you just try and be playing right at the, at the right time. You know, for example, Fairfield got second at that SEC tournament. And they had – so they got second out of the teams that usually play. And they beat, you know, Mount Pleasant, Washington at that uh, conference tournament. And then, you know, come yesterday, they didn't have a great day. They got they got fifth and nobody advanced forward. So it's just kind of when you're playing your best ball. Um, and the other thing is that, that um, um, Roth and Athena are both young. They still uh, – well, so is uh, Fairfield's best guy, Max Wheaton. So they'll all be back battling next year. So um, it's a pretty healthy – some healthy competition. And I think uh, they were shooting um, – Rob and McKinney both shot in the low 70s. So if you're shooting in the low 70s, you got that's going to put you in the running um, no matter where you're at. So I think they both got a they both got a shot, and Washington will have to play their best to go, to go as a team for sure. Because going as a team, the teams that they'll be playing against is, is going to be a tough one. But um, they're they're right there. You know, I had never been to a to a, a high school golf uh, tournament, and. Uh... You know, I didn't know how interesting it would be, but I, I really found the day to be exhilarating and the competition to be uh, really uh, exciting. And uh, it it was uh, it was a big event. There was a lot of people that, that were there watching it. A lot of a lot of news media that was there uh, reporting it. And uh, I can't uh, I couldn't recommend it higher to anybody that wants to get out there and, and see some of these spring sports. We happened to have a really nice day. I think that was uh, probably yeah. the one of the things I enjoyed the most about it, but uh, nice facilities, nice coaches, uh, really got treated well. I got a little interview with you and um, uh, Mark Levin from the Burlington Hawkeye. It was a uh, really good. I, I suggest if you're listening to this, you might want to check out one of those uh, two as a two part episodes. Well, what else we got going on besides golf? Uh, well, first off, uh, I should probably mention since we were talking about golf, because I'm actually looking through the, um, the one A sectionals from last night. We also had some small small schools go through. So um, New London hosted the um, the um, sectional for one A last night, and Kyoto and New London went one two. So Kyoto and New London will both be in that um, that uh, district tournament with a chance to go to state. A Wapolo got third in that. They just edged Winfield Mount Union by nine, um, and since that was in. New London, uh, I believe that means that Kyoto, New London, Wapolo all go, which also means that the top two non-qualifiers go, which would mean um, Winfield and Mayim had two kids shoot a 93, 
um, Carter Lloyd and Jake Edwards. So don't, don't quote me on this, but it seems like from the results I'm just getting in right now that Carter Lloyd and Jake Edwards from Winfield should also be in that um, sectional. So um, besides that, we had uh, a big tennis day yesterday. Uh, it was the, it was the girls singles and doubles tournament in Fairfield, and you had to get first or second, and that that sends you right up the state. And uh, Fairfield's uh, best girl, uh, Tess Dayton, was third place at state singles last year. Uh, yesterday, she was even battling some some health issues, and she still uh, she still made it through, so got second in the regional. So Tess will go up there to uh, the state tournament, and uh, she's uh, a top notch player. She could make a, a ton of noise up there. Obviously, getting she got pretty darn good last year, so um, she's a, a real threat to to finish right up there at the top again. And um, and you know you can just tell when you're when you're watching these kids that you, you can tell the ones that are at kind of the next level. And um, she's up there, so that's our one um, girls tennis player that's going to be going up to the individual state stuff. And then two days ago, Fairfield hosted the. Um, the boys singles and doubles, I mean, it was three days ago, the boys singles and doubles tournament. And these things are tough because the, um, the East coast private schools, you know, Xavier and assumption and, and them come down in the Fairfield regional. So there are a lot of kids that have been playing tennis for, you know, they, they bring stack teams with those private schools and, um, Fairfield's number one doubles teams, a team, uh, Jace Haynes and, and Garrett Flanagan, um, uh, upset a Xavier team in the semifinals and, um, ended up second, so they're going up the state, and then the very next day they won the Southeast Conference Doubles Championship, so they're on a roll. So that means that the Trojans have three going up there to the state uh, tennis tournaments, and um, that's a pretty big deal to have. You know, it's not often that you have that many, um, you know, it's, it's not that often that you have somebody from the girls and a couple of boys going like Fairfield does. So it's a good good time for the uh, Fairfield tennis program. Yeah, so uh... – so, uh, last time I talked to you, we were getting ready to send some people up to Drake. Uh, do you got anybody stand out up there? Or oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think I said that Jaden Brumbaugh, basically uh, the, the the thrower from Mount Pleasant, that she was the you know the odds-on favorite, and she definitely was because she threw every single one of her throws was was further than every single one of everybody else's throws. So, <laughs> so if they you know so she she won by. Um, Oh, five feet, I think. And she's the favorite here. Um, if she can qualify tonight, of course, she's going to be the favorite 3A for state next week, which if, if she wins that, that would be two state championships in a row to go along with two Drake Relays championships in a row, um, which would mean that she hadn't lost because the, the COVID year took out 2019, or sorry, the 2020 season. So that would mean that she has not lost since 2019, which is pretty, pretty insane. So um, she can wrap up her career there. Um, you know, we have um, the boys, uh, a lot of the good boys sprinters in the 200-meter dash. Um, Mount Pleasant's Will Davidson, last I checked, was first in Class 3A. And Washington's Elijah Morris was fourth in 3A. And then Fairfield's uh, River Pat- uh, Patterson is right behind them. I think he's in 10th. So there are three runners on the big schools that have a chance to to win there. Obviously, Fairfield's uh, girls hurdlers, uh, Patient Dunlap, they they could um, they could both be in that hundred meter final. So um, there's a ton of kids, and that's just the, in the big schools. And I'm sure I, I missed a couple, but um, you know, New London has well, New London boys and Mid Prairie girls are really set up well because they both have um, good athletes in a variety of different events. So Mid Prairie girls win cross country and track like. 
pretty much every year. <laughs> you know, they're always stacked. Um, Daniel Hostetler is one of the best distance runners. Uh, Miss, Mitzi Evans is one of the best mid-distance runners. And they have their relay teams just fly around the track. I mean, they were they had a ton of, of stuff at Drake, so they're going to be one of the favorites in the Class 2A girls. And then New London, you know, New London boys track usually isn't competing for a state championship, but um, um, Kay Benjamin is, is the top jumper right now in Class 1A in the high jump. And Carter Allen uh, is one of the top throwers in both the discus and the, the shot. I think he's top four in both. So that's a ton of points right there. And they have some really good relays. And so uh, I think that we're going to have um, at least one team both ways really competing. You know, maybe they don't win, but they're going to be competing right there at the top on the team standings. So uh, track's pretty much just wound down now and just tournaments left? Yeah, it's, it's the state qualifier today and then, and then state next weekend and then track's done and by the time track's done, you know, they have um, state golf and all that and, and tennis and stuff will be winding down. So here, about two weeks from now, we'll be just down to soccer, and that's about the time when the uh, when the tournaments are really heating up. But it's going to be gone fast, you know. Um, I think baseball starts in about two weeks. Baseball, softball starts in about two weeks. And usually what's happening is I'm at my last spring event uh, the day before or the day after uh, baseball and softball start. So, it will, we'll be switching to summer sports before you know it. Well, uh, just take a couple minutes and just kind of go over how the track season went. Just the local part of it. We're not talking about the state tournaments, but how did the local ta- track uh, season turn out? Uh, you know, it turned out pretty good. Um, I mean, the, the area teams that we cover at the Union did well. Uh, at the, the Southeast Conference Championship last week, um, Washington won the boys' meet. That's back-to-back. Um that they've that they've gotten they've got some really good seniors. In fact, they've got some good underclassmen, so they could win it again next year. But um, that's a big thing for the Washington track program to have back-to-back conference championships. Uh, Mount Pleasant had usually dominated um, pretty much every conference championship. Fort Madison grabbed a couple, I think, in the you know in the in the here in the last twenty years or whatever. But Mount Pleasant wins almost all of them. And then the girls, it was kind of a nice little uh, grudge match. Mount Pleasant had won I don't know like nine nine or ten in a row going into last year and, and Fairfield beat them in Fairfield last year. And so uh, Mount Pleasant um, took back the crown last, last week and on the girls side and um, both, both the Mount Pleasant girls and the Washington boys scored 204 points, which is quite a, a big number for a conference tournament. So um, the demons and Panthers both brought home a conference championship. Uh, the new London boys brought home a conference championship um, in the super conference tournament. Um, Mid Prairie girls, of course, dominated the um, the River Valley Conference uh, meet. Um, I think the Mid Prairie boys got second in the in the River Valley too. Um, and then and then Kyoto Kyoto's golf teams are Kyoto doesn't have the best uh, the the biggest track teams right now. They only had have a handful of of kids, so they had a couple places. You know, they had they had some points there, but they didn't. Uh, do too great as a team in the in the South Iowa Cedar League. So, um, so but yeah, but I mean, pretty much every tournament, it, it was it was our area teams bringing home the conference championships. So that was pretty nice. Well, not surprising that Mid Prairie did well. Gosh, they just do well with everything. Yeah, they are they are stacked. I always say that um, that Mid Prairie and New London are kind of our golden gooses because they're the two teams that take us to all the state stuff. <laughs> you know, they just happen to be good at everything. You know, and. And it's you don't really see a season where one of them isn't a real competitor for a state championship in something. Well, so um, so I always joke that those are the two schools that that make us drive around the most. Well, speaking of Mid Prairie, their soccer team had been making quite a bit of noise. How has uh, 
how has uh, it goes uh, since I spoke to Coach Katie and they were eight no. Yeah, well, they they unfortunately they dropped them to Iowa City Regina, which really dropped them. I looked at the um, the Iowa coaches soccer rankings; they were 16th, which is a huge drop for just one loss. I thought, but um, but you never know with with the one A soccer. You know, they dominated a certain area of Iowa for a while, and I'm sure that there's other teams that are doing the same. So you probably drop a lot when you lose. But um, they had actually their um, now, if I could remember, they had their um, postseason tournament bracket released yesterday so if anyone wants to go to varsity brown band they'll try and find who they're who they're playing well i know the mid prairie and hillcrest academy are playing in the first round of the 1a tournament um and it looked like mid prairie got the two seed in that little region um so that means they're a favorite to go to the regional championship which is always fun so um, those are i think all on varsity bound all the soccer brackets and stuff so um soccer is going to heat up here pretty soon um there's some tough teams in the area i know that our big schools uh, Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, Washington, we usually run into some, super, you know, some some uh, private schools here who have just great soccer programs. And sometimes you can have the best season in the FCC that you can, and then you, you know, some of these schools are pretty darn tough. So um, it takes a lot to get there. We we usually don't have uh, Mid Prairie is our best shot, of course, Mid Prairie boys. We usually don't have a team um, make it up to state soccer. That's a that's a sport we get shut out of a lot. So um, hopefully Mid Prairie can kind of carry the flag and. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm working on, uh, I've been kind of the, the technology on Anchor FM where I, I broadcast on, uh, we're on Spotify and Google and Apple and every kind of platform, but they, they're kind of giving us an option to uh, uh, video, live video, you know, and yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I might, if it can work out, and I did talk to the athletic director there in Fairfield about using some of their cameras, but I may be able to start well, broadcasting some live uh high school events and uh, if everything works out uh, I might be starting to do that yeah that'd be nice you'd have to uh, I know that let's see I used to uh, broadcast back when I did radio I used to broadcast a few I know they have some weird rules with the union uh, once you get into playoffs you have some weird rules with rights and all that stuff but um, that'd be good because you know there's not a lot of live streaming options right now for uh for the sports when, when coronavirus was hit, hit hard, all the schools did it, especially for basketball. You could basically, it was like the, if you were home, the, the, your computer was basically like a TV station where you could switch to any, any basketball game in Iowa. Um, but um, now people are getting back out to the, to the games. I think that the live streamings have, have kind of slowed down a little bit. So that, that might be nice. But um, oh, by the way, I just looked it up and the 19th is the beginning of that two way tournament that Midbury's in. So, um, we got about one week until the soccer tournaments really start to uh, start to kick off. So about the time the state track is wrapping up, that's when the soccer teams will start getting knocked off. And uh, so the week, the week following will be a lot of soccer going on. Well, it's just been great covering the spring sports. The the listeners have uh, really got us some really good ratings uh, for the spring sports. They're about as good as the basketball ratings were. So it's, I thought maybe it'd be a little drop-off, but it doesn't seem to be a drop-off. Uh, everybody around here, you know, continues to support the kids and the schools and uh, really looking forward to a great baseball season and then maybe getting some uh, – some find out – talk maybe some of the football coaches, find out how they're preparing for the season, what they're thinking. Uh, hey, did, did Pekin uh, uh, field a soccer team this year? Um, Pekin play – let me think about this. No, Hill, Hillcrest does. I'm trying to think of all of our soccer teams. Um, Pekin, I believe kids play with, would it be a Tamla or would it be, 
Fairfield. Um, so I don't know. They got they got a pretty good uh, track program and they got a pretty good thrower. Um, that'll probably be at state um, next week. Uh, Kerrigan Pope. So I think she's second right now in the shop, but um, no no soccer. See, and I it's it's unfortunate because um, there's so many soccer teams with all these other spring sports teams that I would really love to see more. Like I haven't seen Hillcrest Academy play soccer this year, which is what our team, so I haven't seen them live, of course. Um, so I wish I could get out to a little bit more, but uh, I do not believe that, that no, Pekin does not feel the Well, uh, is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's it. I think we're, uh, we're getting down to the good stuff here and um, we're getting down to the part where these kids, make it to state and then make me drive all over the state to, to find them. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, what are we going to see on the sports page of the Southeast Iowa union this week? Uh, well, uh, it's the, the tennis kids uh, and the golf kids have really kind of been able to own the week this week, but just cause it's the, it's the time of the year where there's a lot of postseason stuff. So, um, so there's a lot of tennis stories on the top, top pages and a lot of golf right now. So I think, um, I think maybe the soccer and track kids probably get the top headlines a little bit more. And just because, you know, there's big track meets and, you know, pictures of soccer are real cool. And so this has been a big week for the, for the tennis and golf. It's, it's their time to shine right now. So um, if you haven't caught up on um, the, the tennis and golf seasons, a lot for you this week, but of course we have everything, you know, um, we have, we, we try and get every single soccer game that every single one of our teams plays in the, in the paper at some point. Um, even if it's in a little roundup, and we try to see every single team. So, you, so if you pick up a, a union paper in the spring, you're going to get soccer, track, um, golf, and tennis. If it's not, if it's not one day, it's going to it's going to be in there tomorrow. Oh, I forgot to ask you about I Wesleyan. Oh yep, yep. Um, well, Wesleyan's uh, unfortunately done. They had a nice little run down there at the baseball tournament in Lawrenceville, uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia. So they got it, you know. I don't, know, I don't know if you if you can make it down and, and be able to play in the south with all the warm weather and and be able to take a cool trip like that. That's a, that's a pretty big reward for the end of the season. But they couldn't quite make it. Uh, baseball team couldn't quite make it to nationals, um, and the softball team did not make the uh, conference tournament, so they're out. So Iowa Wesleyan is officially on break until football and volleyball season, so cross country season. So uh, well, they got some track athletes. They actually had a team at um, they actually had a uh, team at the Drake Relays um, relay team. So they got to do that. They do have um, the North Star track and field stuff, which actually starts this weekend. Um, after that, um, it's pretty much, you know, and all that track and field stuff is, if, if anybody makes it to state or anything like that, that's a long, long, long ways away. So um, you'll be able to feast your eyes on the Iowa Wesleyan sports unless you go to get in your car and go to Valley City, North Dakota right now for the conference meet or go to Alabama for state next week. So if anyone's, uh, if anyone wants to take a big trip, that's where they'll be. How, how did the golf team do? I interviewed a kid uh, that was from Mount Pleasant that got a scholarship and is playing on the golf team. How did their golf season do? Uh, they did pretty good. You know, um, so, so Iowa Wesleyan plays in the continental athletic conference, which is a wild conference because there's a lot of, there are a lot of teams from everywhere that get in that. And, and um, there are teams that don't play in a traditional conference. Um, like for and Iowa Wesleyan's example is they is they switched from NCAA to NAIA, so so they're a new team in it. So some some um, sports fields 
are pretty uh, navigatable. Like the girls uh, or the women's basketball team, I didn't have a super tough conference and they were able to just wail on people in the tournament. You know, remember they were winning by like 20 and 25. So the golf, um, the golf teams have to play against, I believe it's called Victoria university. It's a Canadian school and they are so good at golf. And there's only one um, spot to go to state um, available or to go to the national tournament out of that conference tournament. And so the, the IOS and men beat everybody except that team from Canada. And so they were unable to advance. So they're done as well. Um, it's just kind of unfortunate that they have a really, really good team that um, came all the way over here. To, they played in Burlington. So those Canadians went and yep. killed it at Burlington course. And uh, they, it wasn't very close. They were really, really good. Well, we've been listening to Andy Krutzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. He is the sports editor and he has all the most delicious information about uh, spring sports and can't appreciate you. Uh, you've been a tremendous asset to round guy radio and uh, really believe you're a big part of us, you know, achieving this goal of 4,000 and uh, we're on the march to 5,000. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody out there in morning sun and Ollie and Hedrick and uh, Wayland and Winfield and uh, Kelowna Wellman, Mount Pleasant, New London, Hedrick, uh, Pekin, all of you guys, Cardinal School. We're trying to keep you up. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for being on the show, Andy. Thanks for having me. This is Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues. And thanks for listening.